Good morning, church. Good to be with you this morning. We are indeed wrapping up our sermon series on forgiveness. Hopefully it's been meaningful for you. Hopefully it has been challenging and growing for you over these last couple of weeks. We are on week five. I want to really encourage you, all of these sermons, all of this time that we've spent looking and investing in forgiveness, these are all available for you online. So I encourage you to go back, listen to some of this stuff over and over again to keep working on you, keep challenging you and working towards forgiveness. Today we're wrapping up. We're looking at living for forgiven, and we're going to be talking more about that. Um, but just want to rehash real quick. The first week we got together, when we started all of this, we talked about how forgiveness uh, was related between God and ourselves, right? That God extends forgiveness to us. From there, our second week, we talked about how there's an important part where we actually have to forgive ourselves, where we have to apply and work through forgiveness in our own person. And then we talked about forgiving others, right? And forgiving others was such a challenging, it was really good. And a bunch of questions came out of uh, forgiving others. And so last week we did forgiveness Q&A, right? We did forgiveness Q&A, and we got all sorts of really good questions that had been kind of bubbling to the surface. And uh, before we go too far into this morning, I want to address one specific question that's kind of a residual question from last week, something that came up again this week that I didn't have as much time as I wanted to last, year to, uh, last week to get into. And I want to start with this question, and then we're going to get into the, uh, the, uh, what has to do with living this forgiveness out, and how do we continue to live as a forgiven people. So, but first, I want to address this one specific question left over from last week. It's an important one related to forgiveness. It may be one that you've been asking or have heard asked before. It's this question. If I forgive someone, does that mean that whatever they did to me is okay or was okay? Is, is, is it, if I extend forgiveness and, and give forgiveness to someone, does that mean that whatever was done unto me, am I giving permission for that? Am I saying that was okay for them to do that to me? That is a really good question. It is one that we wrestle with, and there is a simple answer to it. The answer is no. When you extend forgiveness to someone, when you give them forgiveness, you are not saying that what they did was permissible, was right, or, 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 or deny the fact that there is damage that was done and that it hurt. When you extend forgiveness to someone, you are acknowledging the pain. You are acknowledging that it was not okay. But in fact, you are choosing to heal and move beyond the damage that was done. When we extend forgiveness to someone, we're not saying that what took place was okay but we are acknowledging that we are not going to let that dictate our lives. We are going to choose to forgive, heal, and move beyond. So I just wanted to specifically address that. I've heard that asked a number of times. So let's get into living forgiven. Living forgiven. The challenge, we have a challenge related to living out our forgiveness and and living in perpetual forgiveness, kind of living this lifestyle that embraces and engages with ongoing forgiveness. Um, You don't know this, but, but you all suffer and I suffer from spiritual brain damage when it comes to forgiveness. We all suffer, suffer from spiritual amnesia. We have a really bad habit, you and I. We have a really bad habit that seems to be ingrained in every single person that we end up forgetting the wrong things and remembering the wrong things. Let me put it to you this way. This is the challenge that we as a a, a people 
continually face is that we tend to remember mistakes. We tend to remember the bad stuff, the challenges, the hurt, and the pain. And and very easily, we end up forgetting the importance and primacy of forgiveness. That's why we're talking about this, is because for so many of us, for all of us, in fact, it's easy to remember mistakes and forget forgiveness. That's why we've got to keep coming back to it as a church body. That's why we're talking about it. It's easy to remember mistakes and forget forgiveness instead of remembering forgiveness and forgetting the mistakes. This is the case with, with basically everybody. Now, God looked at humanity. He saw that this was a problem with us. He's looking at us thinking, hmm, I should do something about this. So God, in his, his wisdom and insight, gave us as a people, gave us humanity three specific gifts to help us remember forgiveness and to begin to move past the, the mistakes and the failures and the pain that we carry. God gave us three specific gifts that keep us grounded in His forgiveness. And thereby, when we're grounded in His forgiveness, we can forgive others. The fancy terminology for this, there's, there's a fancy theological way of saying it. They are the three means of grace. Means of grace. They've written books on this stuff. So on the count of three, we're all going to say means of grace. Ready? One, two, three. Yes, we're going to be looking at the three means of grace this morning. How does God continually remind us and keep us grounded in forgiveness as we continue to live. There are three primary ways. The first way, the first big gift that God gives us is baptism. Now, some of you, you you've, have, how many of you have seen a baptism here at Christ Church or out and about somewhere? So yeah, m- many of you, most of you, Pastor Bob's hand is like, yeah, I've seen a lot of those. Um, yeah, so baptism is one of the means of grace. And God is such a cool God. He knew what he was doing. Let me tell you, he, he knew what he was doing when he gave us baptism. So what happens in baptism is this incredible thing. In baptism, God takes his word of forgiveness. He takes his love and forgiveness, and he attaches his words to a physical element. That physical element is water, right? Yeah, yeah. So y'all are in my splash zone. Welcome to church this morning. Welcome to church this morning. Yeah, yeah, God attaches, physically attaches in this incredible way to a physical element. God attaches his word of forgiveness to water. What happens is Pastor Bob and I, and, and in fact all of you participate every time there's a baptism we invite, we invite the family up, right? If there's a child who's being baptized or if there's an adult who's being baptized, what happens is the community of faith, if you're a Christian and you're part of the community of faith, you gather around, we gather around that particular person and that particular moment, and we say, look, God has forgiven you. God extends his forgiveness to you, and he loves you. And he's going to keep forgiving you because that's the kind of God he is. And, and to help you remember that, to help join you to that forgiveness, to join you to this, this forgiveness that makes you part of the family, we pour water over you as the tangible, physical experience of God's forgiveness. God knew what he was doing. It's so easy to, rem- to forget that he forgives us, so he took 
water, and he attached a word of forgiveness to water. This means that as you go about your days, as you're hanging out, as you're doing dishes, as you are uh, engaged, as you're taking a shower, as you are going about your days and you interact with water, you have the opportunity and the chance to remember your baptism, to remember that God forgives you. Every time you engage and, and feel and touch and experience water, you have the chance to be grounded in and to live in God's forgiveness. Sometimes when I'm doing the dishes, right, when it's my turn doing the dishes, and I come home, and I got all the dishes going and stuff like that, right, and I'm doing dishes, and I look down, and I notice the water's all over my hand, and um, if nobody's looking, I do one to the right, one to the left. And if no one's looking, I do, a, for me, a meaningful reminder is I'll just take the water that's on my hands, and I start thinking about my baptism, and I'll make a little sign of the cross on my forehead as a way to remain grounded in God's forgiveness to me. And all of a sudden, whatever baggage I'm carrying, whatever challenges I'm facing, whatever I'm going through in those moments, I am reminded of God's commitment to me and his forgiveness to me. And I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to extend forgiveness to others then because I am so tangibly reminded, so closely associated with water and the experience of baptism I remember God's forgiveness for me, and I am empowered to forgive others every single time I pause and spend time with water. The visual image of being able to wash something is so great. God took water. I think he knew what he was doing because water is this thing that washes us physically, right? I mean, if you have like a little one, and and it's bath time with a little one, and you scrub them down, I look forward to these days. Because for me, it's, it's such an incredible example of what God does to us. Where he washes us clean, and he forgives us, and he makes us new, squeaky clean. And we get the chance to do that with others. To actually bring forgiveness into the world. To live forgiven. As we engage with others in our world and in our lives in Water is one of those things that we, we bump into all the time. Well, how many days can you go without water? Something like, like three days or something, right? So God choose, chose something and attached his word of forgiveness to something that you physically need. You can't avoid water. I'm telling you, how smart is God? He knew you needed water, so he took water and said, I'm going to attach my love and forgiveness to something that you tangibly, physically must revisit constantly. That's incredible. That's incredible. That means when you are spending time washing the little ones, you can speak words of love and forgiveness to your little ones. When you are washing and doing the dishes, you can be reminded, man, you know what? Yeah, I am a forgiven child. All the stuff that happened earlier today, I messed up. I made those mistakes. But you know what? I'm forgiven. Every single day, when you, when you start your day with a shower, I start my day with a shower every morning. It's one of my favorite moments of the day. And the reason is because what it does is I immerse myself not only in water, but I immerse myself once again in the promise that God forgives me. And it sets me right to forgive others for the rest of the day. If you're at your workplace and you had a rough go at it with like a coworker or something, go find water. 
You need to extend forgiveness between coworkers. Go find, go find the bubbler. Seriously, go chase down the bubbler. And remind yourself of the gift of baptism and God's forgiveness so that you then can live out forgiveness with others. So that's the first big gift that God gives us. It is the gift of baptism. Uh, it's talked about in the scriptures. Here's two quick scriptures for you. Uh, first one is from Acts chapter 2. Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why are we baptized? What's up with it? Well, it's for the forgiveness of your sins. It's so that God can look at you and just wipe you clean. It's so that you know God forgives you. Check it out again in Acts chapter 22. Uh, this is great. This is another guy who's talking, another disciple's talking. He says, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized. Let's make it happen. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. So the first big gift that God gives you is your baptism. And the gift that you can remember every single time you come into contact with water, that you are forgiven. That's one of the ways that we stay living forgiven. All right, second big way that God uses, another means of grace or a gift of grace that God gives us that helps us remain connected to and grounded in forgiveness is communion. Communion is one of the big ways that we as a Christian people remain grounded in Jesus Christ's specific, uh, his expression of forgiveness. And uh, communion goes by a lot of different names. It's sometimes called communion. It's called Lord's Supper. Uh, Eucharist is a fancy word you might have heard in some other churches. If you're a non-Christian, it's snack time, okay? It's when we throw back and we munch, okay? That's what our, our experience of communion here, if you've always been confused by what's going on with that, it's a really meaningful part of the Christian faith as, as Christians get together that keeps us grounded in forgiveness, that's what we do when we, the reason we celebrate it every week is because once again we come back to and are reminded of Jesus extending his forgiveness to us. Even in the lines, there are specific lines that Pastor Bob and I memorize. We have to pass this, this test in seminary to memorize certain things. And every week we say those lines to you, every week, right? We grab the bread and we say, remember in the night in which he was betrayed, right? We grab the wine and we say the same things. And uh, those lines, what we say, is supposed to preach to you, remember forgiveness. Do this in remembrance of me. The word remember, if you break it apart, re and member. So member is pretty obvious, right? right, right? To, to be a member of something, to join to something, to be a part of something. And then re is very simple. It's to do it over and over again, right? So what we're really doing when we do communion, when we, when we come and have, this, have snack time together, we are joining again. We, we are once more becoming a part of God's family and joining ourselves to God's forgiveness. That's what happens when you take communion, you are tangibly, physically, literally taking part in joining yourself to God's ongoing forgiveness and his story of redemption. That's what takes place in communion. Again, God's so smart, right? He covers the senses. Did you notice this? This is so cool. So not only do we have water, you can, you can see water, you can feel water, right? But, but, but he gives us bread and wine, and he promises that he's going to forgive us through bread and wine, something that we can, again, taste and see. 
We, we can eat it. We can smell it. We can feel it. It's some tangible expression that keeps us grounded in God's ongoing forgiveness. That's what takes place when you come to the table. And it's something that empowers you then. It nourishes you as you go forward, as you go into the rest of your week. You've, you've eaten at the table. You've been with brothers and sisters, and you've taken part in forgiveness, and now you can forgive others. In fact, for some of you, this is going to be practiced before you're out on the, uh, out on the parking lot, right? You're going to turn your left-hand blinker on, and you're going to be sitting there, and someone's going to cut you off, and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't even get out of church, and I'm already getting cut off. And you're going to have a chance to practice forgiveness. And you are so close, you are going to be so tightly uh, joined to forgiveness that forgiveness is physically still inside of you. It's right there. A tangible, real, physical element of God's forgiveness planted within you that you might experience his forgiveness and you might carry forgiveness to others. That's what takes place in communion. It is the second of the three mains of grace. Here you go in Matthew 26, the words that we, I mentioned Pastor Robbie say the same words every year, every, every week. Um, we uh, memorize those words because they're taken from Scripture. Here is one of the Scriptures that it is taken from. Notice what, uh, well, we'll just read it to you. Here we go. And he took a cup of wine, he gave it, gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, the disciples who were around him, the people that he was, his, his family, right, the people gathered nearby, his followers, and he said this, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood. And it confirms the covenant between God and his people, that we're in relationship between God and his people. And it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Jesus Christ attaches forgiveness to the experience that you and I have every week when we taste and see his love and forgiveness through communion. I'll be honest with you, when I like go out on like vacation, I get mad at a church when I go and visit a church and they don't have communion. I feel like gypped. You ever had that before? I've been doing it for so long. I've been taking it. It's such a meaningful part of my spiritual walk. It's such a meaningful way that I remain grounded in forgiveness that when I don't experience it, I'm like, what the heck? I just got gypped. I'm like looking around like, honey, let's go to another one. We can make at least two more before. Wife's like, no, one's good. Because it's that meaningful as a way to keep us grounded in God's forgiveness a means of grace. Okay, there's one more big way that God keeps us grounded in forgiveness. It's one more big way that we live forgiven. And that is uh, through the means of each other, one another. Uh, the people sitting around you, the people connected to you, the people that you are in relationship with, you, you are a way through which God extends forgiveness in this world. You. 
You, you've experienced this hopefully before. It's when you're bumping into people and you're talking with people and you've had a really rough day and boy, your boss just got on your case and you were having some really nasty thoughts about what you were going to do to your boss later that night, you know what I'm talking about, right? And you're just having that really bad day and you're thinking about all your baggage and your hardships and, and someone comes to you and they speak to you a word of forgiveness. They say, hey man, let it go. Do you remember you're forgiven? God forgave you. Let it go. The pain and the hurt and the baggage that you're carrying right now, let it go. God forgives you. And in that moment, God is using a person to speak God's forgiveness into that life. And the, it's a privilege to be there and to, to, to participate in that, to be used by God that way, to ever speak a word of forgiveness to somebody. Say, hey, you're forgiven. Let that go. You ever have that moment? You ever have those experiences? Great place to experience it is in small groups. Why do you think we always try to encourage you, get in a small group, get in a small group, get in a small group? Because you can connect with other people and you can receive forgiveness from others and you can give forgiveness to others because even if you don't feel like you need it right then, the person sitting next to you at Bible study in your small group might have been the one who needs you to speak the word of forgiveness into their life. That's why it's so essential that you remain connected to other people, other Christians, so that you can experience forgiveness from them and you can give forgiveness to them. In a real practical way, the way this looks is, hey, God forgives you, don't forget that. And if it's something really heavy, you ever sit with a friend and you're sitting down for coffee and it's like a really serious topic, it's super heavy, and they're wrestling with some serious stuff, I found that in those moments it's really helpful to, to, uh, to physically, like, hold hands again, grab a hold of them, and, and get their attention and say, hey, God forgives you. On behalf of God, I forgive you. You know, Jesus actually charges us. He says to his followers, I want you to be my ambassadors to this world. I'm going to speak my message of forgiveness through you. God uses people to share his message of forgiveness. Let me show you some examples in the scriptures where it talks about this. John 20. This is Jesus talking to his followers, his disciples. If you follow Jesus, this applies. Ready? Here you go. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they're not forgiven. Here you go again in Matthew 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So when you sit down with someone and they're wrestling with something and you say on behalf of God, I forgive you, that is how God speaks forgiveness into that person's life. And life change can happen. So don't shy away from those opportunities. Don't shy away from them. You want to be sensitive. You want to do it rightly and smartly. You don't want to do it uh, uh, candidly or too quickly. When you speak to other people, you are a representative of the living God. And he's going to speak words through you. Words of forgiveness, affirmation, and encouragement, all sorts of stuff. Forgiveness is one of the most important things that he speaks through 
you. Pastor Bob and I actually had to take like classes on this in, in seminary, and it's part of our responsibility. It's job security for us. It's because we all struggle with spiritual amnesia, because we all forget these sort of things. We forget that we're forgiven. We have the, it is part of our responsibility to remind you and to speak to you a word of forgiveness. It's one of our greatest responsibilities and joys. And in doing so, you now have the chance to go and speak it to others. So we're going to do that right now. I'm going to actually practice what I'm preaching. I'm about to forgive you on behalf of Jesus Christ because he has charged me, just as he has charged you, to not only live in his forgiveness, but to share his forgiveness with others. I'm about to forgive you from all your baggage, all the pain, all of yesterday. I'm going to forgive you on behalf of the living God. Are you ready? It's about to happen. On behalf of Jesus Christ, as a called and ordained minister in his church, I declare unto you, I declare unto you, I declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins through Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. If you believe that in this room right now, if you just believe that, you have it. All of God's forgiveness. If you receive Him at the table, you have it. God's forgiveness. If you experience His words of forgiveness and baptism, you have it. And you now have the chance and the opportunity being grounded in his forgiveness to speak forgiveness into the lives of others. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Thank you. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. That you choose to forgive us and love us. That you would choose to extend that forgiveness over and over every day. That in baptism we can experience it and be reminded of it and joined again to forgiveness. That in the Lord's Supper we can experience it, hold it, taste it, see it. And that through our experiences with one another, we can both receive a word of forgiveness spoken to us and we have the chance to speak words of forgiveness to others. Thank you for the means of grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. May we now carry forgiveness on into the lives of others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye.